This episode of the Audacity Podcast is brought to you in part by GoToMeeting with HD Faces. Hey, I'm Callie Lewis from GeekBeat.tv. You're listening to the Audacity Podcast. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 84, how podcasting led from a hobby to a dream. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I am Daniel J. Lewis, also known as The Ramen Noodle, and this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. And today, I've got something quite a bit different from what I've done in the past because I'm celebrating two things today. One is the Audacity to Podcast is now two years old as of June 17th. 2012. I started the Audacity to Podcast on June 17th, 2010. So it's two years old yesterday. And also I've been podcasting for about five years now. I started my first podcast in 2007 and it was sometime in summer. Then I deleted the first two episodes, redid them. So knowing the exact date for that is a little hard, but I'm going to tell more of that story in a moment because this celebration of uh, five years of podcasting and two years in the Audacity to Podcast will also contain some things about where this has brought me in life because I could not be where I am in life following my dreams and pursuing my passions if it weren't for my podcast, which is crazy to think that looking back at this and over the last few years. But that's how I got here and I'm going to tell you that story. So, this episode is going to focus on me. It's all about me today. No, not quite like that. But I think that you will find some things that are inspirational to you as well. And I really hope that this encourages you that maybe if you're just starting out, keep at it and you could see that your dreams might be reachable in a year, two years, a couple years, whatever. You could also get some inspiration of knowing how rough it was when I started out And knowing that if you're in that place too, hey, we were all in that place. We were all noobs at this at one point. So we struggle through and make it together. Or maybe there are other things that you're just interested in my personal life, which that might be a little bit creepy, but maybe you're just wondering, how did I get to this point in podcasting and what have I learned along the way? So this is some stuff that I'm going to share with you today in this episode that will be about my history and my journey in podcasting. But before I get into that, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, GoToMeeting by Citrix. We have clients and colleagues and coworkers and customers and all of this all over the world. And they may be traveling for business, traveling for pleasure, or they might be right in their regular office. But where are you? Getting everyone together for a meeting is... uh, It's impossible and people show up late because they have to, whatever, just step away from their desk. It's inconvenient to try and get everyone in a room together. The room's uncomfortable. There's not enough seating. And you know you're going to be that person that's sitting on the windowsill for the whole meeting. There's a so much easier way to do this, and it is GoToMeeting with HD Faces. It's an awesome technology that allows you and your team of clients, colleagues, or just friends to meet face-to-face through the internet 
no matter where you are or where they are. It only takes a few seconds to set it up. You just send out a link to people who want to join and you can schedule meetings ahead of time or host them right on the fly. With HD Faces built into GoToMeeting by Citrix, you can collaborate on documents and files and see people's faces and it really helps. It's really fun to see people's facial expressions too because in my case, I'm using GoToMeeting sometimes for software training or for discussing certain topics and I get to read people's facial expressions. So I can see them go, huh? When they don't quite understand something or I can see them nodding their head. Those subtle little pieces of body language that we do that you don't get in just a voice meeting and trying to get everyone together in a single room impossible but that's why i recommend go to meeting by citrix i love it because it's super easy it really helps you get to know the people you're meeting with and there is so much more of a dynamic to it that you just can't get if you're just talking to someone over the phone it is great it's easy fantastic value you have to see how easy GoToMeeting with HD Faces is. My listeners can try it free for 30 days. Don't wait for the special offer. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. Be sure to use the promo code PODCAST. Thank you, Citrix, for your support. My story of podcasting begins several years ago, actually, See, podcasting first came out in iTunes in 2005. It was with iTunes 4.9 that they introduced podcasts into the iTunes store. And I thought this was cool. I didn't really understand what a podcast was, but I looked around and realized, oh, hey, this is free content that I can consume and stuff I can hear about. I'd been driving at that time, let's see, 2005. Yeah, I was still commuting an hour and a half about an hour and a half each way to and from work, from uh, where I lived. So I had a lot of time in the car. I was listening to talk radio and enjoyed talk radio in the morning and evening. I also listened to audiobooks and all of this. And I often thought this would be really cool to do something like this someday. I could have my own radio show, have no idea what I would talk about, but maybe it could be something fun or I don't know what I'd talk about. And Then I discovered podcasts in the iTunes directory, and I subscribed to two at the beginning, This Week in Tech and The Jesus Geek by my now friend, John Wilkerson. These two podcasts were technology-based, and This Week in Tech is still running. I don't listen to it anymore, though, but it's still ongoing. And... I then found other podcasts that I enjoyed too, like MacCast and uh, some some other podcasts about either web design, like Boag World was one of the first ones I started listening to, and all of these different podcasts. And I was really enjoying them because it was audio content that was exactly what I wanted to hear. And no commercials. At that time, nobody had commercials in their podcasts. But this was really fun content for me, and I really enjoyed it. The way I would listen to my podcasts is I would download them in iTunes because that seemed like the easiest way to get podcasts. So I would download them in iTunes and then copy them from iTunes onto my MP3 player that I had back then, which was a Neuros personal audio computer is what they called it. The thing was big, very big. It's it's hard to describe how big it was back then, but if you 
if you took your fists and stacked them together, that's about how big it was, or about the size of the palm of my hand, about how big this thing was. It had a hard drive in it, like an actual laptop hard drive inside of this, but it was a 40 or 60 gigabyte device. So I put all my music on there and podcasts too. So I'd manually synchronize my podcasts and listen to them on this little device. But that was becoming really cumbersome. And at some point it died. And I realized, well, it's not saving my positions in the podcasts, And it's inconvenient in certain ways. So yeah, it's inconvenient. So then what I decided to do after that was I started carrying around my laptop computer to listen to podcasts. Now, not actually like carrying it around in the store and walking around with it, but in the car during my hour and a half long commute, I would open up my laptop, put it next to me in the car and drive listening to a podcast from iTunes on my laptop computer. I did not own an iPod. And in fact, the first iPod I kept was in, uh, wasn't until October 27, 2007, because I, I'd won an iPod before in some kind of little contest, but I didn't really like the iPod back then, so I didn't use it. I ended up selling it. This episode of the Audacity to Podcast is brought to you in part by GoToMeeting with HD Faces. But then when I got the little fat boy iPod Nano, it made listening to podcasts a lot easier and convenient since I was using iTunes. Now, keep in mind here, you don't have to have an iPod to listen to iTunes, or you don't have to have an iPod to listen to podcasts, but you probably already know that. So uh, this was, I did find that this was the most convenient way for me to listen to podcasts was with this little iPod Nano. It was a little fat boy design with a wider screen on it, but didn't have a camera or anything like that. I really liked this thing because I could carry it around, synchronize my podcasts, and listen to it. That was in October 2007. And actually, I remember getting that iPod because I also got that iPod from a bank account special where I went to a bank, opened a checking account, they gave me a free iPod, and then I upgraded it to a higher capacity uh, iPod from the Apple Store. And I was with my new friend, Cliff Ravenscraft of Podcast Answer Man, he and I were going to a local social media meetup in Cincinnati called New Media Cincinnati, the very first meetup in October 2007. And we stopped by the Apple Store and I exchanged this part and we looked around a little bit. So that was my first iPod and that made subscribing to podcasts a lot easier for me. And Along this way of listening to podcasts for about two years, uh, and a lot of this listening to it just through my computer, watching video podcasts and listening to them, getting other people to listen to podcasts as well or watch them, and even some talk with some friends of maybe we should start a podcast. And like one of our original ideas was a podcast of tech news from a Mac versus Windows perspective where I would be the Windows guy (laughs) and then someone else would be the Mac guy. And now I'm a Mac person myself, but that's just by choice, not by uh, whatever else. So one of the things or a couple things that stood out to me is in this week in tech, they were using Skype 
to have their conversations and high quality audio conversations and recording them, I realized, wow, Skype, I use Skype. This sounds easy. I could do this. I don't know what I could talk about, but I could do this. I tried to push at my full-time job back then for some of the team members to do a podcast in the same way. They never took it and they still haven't done anything like that to this day. I've tried several times with them when I was still working there. But one of the other podcasts I listened to from the Twit Network, that's This Week in Tech with Leo Laporte, the podcast was, it went through several names. I believe at the time it was called either Net at Night or Inside the Net, but it was Leo Laporte and Amber MacArthur. And they mentioned this one podcaster who released something about why Google should buy him. And he mentioned Leo Laporte and Amber MacArthur in his podcast, and that's what got Uh, Leo and Amber's attention. And the name of his podcast was You Suck at Web Design. It was a comedy podcast, really kind of a a fictional, obviously fictional, embellished stories of being a freelance web designer. And I, at that time, I was really interested in web design. I was a presentation designer at that time with some minor work in web design, but I was really thinking it would be cool someday to also be a freelance web designer. This was, again, back in 2006 or 2007. And I'm listening to this. I subscribed to the podcast, You Suck at Web Design, which is no longer around, by the way. He's completely changed it, and it's gotten a bit stranger. It's no longer comedy. It's now dark tales, but he hasn't updated it in a while. In that podcast, he would have scripted comedy, and he would read it. He had this great voice to it. Uh, that I just thought, wow, his voice is awesome. I could listen to this for a while. And he scripted things. He embellished the story or made up a story and then read it. And I thought it was hilarious. I loved the content. I loved the style of it. And I realized I could do this. I have Audacity, which is a free audio editing program. And I had experience with both Audacity and video editing, audio editing, web work, WordPress stuff, all of this. I realized I could do this. And then it was the issue of what could I do? Like what kind of content? Already I was starting to gain some funny stories because I bought my first house in 2006 and started living by myself as the bachelor in this house in 2006. And Owning my own house, I was finding I made a lot of mistakes, and so I wanted to tell these stories. And I wanted to come up with a podcast where I could tell these stories that would be from my perspective as a bachelor, but I didn't really want the name Bachelor in the title because then it wouldn't sound like a clean podcast. It might sound, you know, something a little off color. So I wanted it to have, uh, in some ways, some connotations of being a bachelor. But I knew I also wanted ramen noodles somehow associated with it. So I thought about it. I considered things like even, here's a little trivia for you. I mentioned this in episode 100 of our Clean Comedy podcast. I mentioned that the original name of it, I recorded two episodes using this name, was Bachelor Chronicles. That just didn't work really well. I was thinking maybe the tagline could be something like, will podcast for ramen noodles or 
I was trying to come up with something where I could include the ramen noodles, and I was playing with domains too because I I always believe that you should try and get the .com if you can, unless you have a good reason for getting something else. So I started playing with domains, and then I realized, hey, what if I become the ramen noodle? So it would be like that's that's me, that's my title, that's my persona is the ramen noodle. I checked the domains. It was it was available. I wasn't thinking about spelling too much when I came up with that name. Although I did buy like every version of spelling of the domain. It was expensive. And this was my title for the podcast, The Ramen Noodle. I thought this works great. It just, it sounds funny from the name and it has this connotation of being a bachelor and eating ramen noodles, kind of college life kind of humor of, uh, of amateur life. So I started with that and I started by scripting my episodes. They were completely written out word for word and I would perform the audio then. And it came across pretty well. The eight episodes I released in two years, that is, so I started with episode one, published on October 10th, 2007. You can still get to it over at cleancomedypodcast.com slash one. That's the number one. And when I started, I was just using the cheap microphone, the little stick mic that came with my sound card on my Windows computer. And that was plugged into my computer and I recorded straight into Audacity and edited my sound with Audacity. I didn't know techniques like audio compression and leveling and all of that. Later on, I did discover Levelator, and that made me sound a little bit better. But my my technique was improving. I learned things about like building a pop filter with pantyhose, which was pretty embarrassing to try and ask around for that. But with episode one published in October 2007... In two years, I only released eight episodes because I, I really struggled with this consistency. But, but let me back up of telling you what also got me to get into podcasting because there were things that I struggled with later and didn't think about in the beginning and uh, part of the kick. Well, uh, what actually kicked me into podcasting because I was thinking about it for several months Two people really helped kick me into podcasting. One was I had just met Cliff Ravenscraft. He's from podcastanswerman.com and gspn.tv. And I had just met him through Twitter because I got on Twitter in early 2007 and was looking for other people in Cincinnati who were on Twitter. Especially, I was wondering, are there any podcasters in Cincinnati? And one of my friends, Daniel Johnson Jr., who heads up New Media Cincinnati, had mentioned, yeah, there's Cliff Ravenscraft. You should follow him and connect with him. So I did and discovered that I lived real close to Cliff. And Cliff said, well, hey, let's go out for lunch sometime. So we went out for lunch and we talked about all kinds of things. He had the Lost podcast back then and I made fun of Lost back then. (laughs) And we got together and we kind of geeked out for a bit. And he told me some cool things about his podcast, like how many subscribers he had, what the community was doing for him and how much it helped. And and he also gave some advice of, if I'm thinking about podcasting, jump in. Don't wait until I have it all together perfectly. Just jump in and do it. Then 
there was also the geekbrief.tv video podcast with Callie Lewis, who I was so thrilled to meet at Blog World and New Media Expo in New York City a couple weeks ago. That was totally awesome to get to meet her, talk to her face-to-face. Actually, she interviewed me for her live website. She's now doing geekbeat.tv. But with geekbrief.tv, she had an episode where she talked about what it took to podcast and what kind of advice she would give to people who wanted to podcast. Her main advice that really stuck in my mind was she said, just do it. And that that stuck in my mind because I, tri- I kept trying to get everything perfect, make sure my website looked great and perfect and that I knew exactly where it was going to go and what I was going to do and all of this. And I wanted everything to be perfect when I started. It was taking too long. But I took that advice from both Cliff Ravenscraft and Callie Lewis to just do it. And I launched my podcast then in 2007. But then coming back to my struggle is I kind of lost sight of that, that just do it perspective. And I was still trying to be perfect. I was scripting my episodes, which would take hours to write and edit. And then I would record it, speaking it verbatim. And if I'd mess up, I'd have to go back, redo it. And then later that meant more editing in my workflow. So I didn't have a very good workflow at all. And it would take hours, maybe three to six hours of work to produce a 15-minute episode. It was ridiculous. That's why I didn't release any more than eight episodes in two years, and it was terrible. There were some other things that I tried doing, though, to spark more interest in the podcast and try and release more content. Like for a while, I started a little personal audio podcast that was like a a journal, audio journal. And then I also started this thing under the ramen noodle that I called random noodle updates. And this would be where I just share some short little funny story, kind of off the cuff, not scripted or anything, but really short, random. But in 2009, I'd been listening to a lot of podcasts by that point. And these were all weekly podcasts, and I was noticing how well they flowed, how they were so natural in their speaking. And they would leave some mistakes in or little glitches or not even really bad things, but they didn't try to be perfect. But they were weekly. They did it live. Many of these podcasters did it live. Like the podcast that really inspired me, Cliff Ravenscraft with all of his podcasts over at gspn.tv, This Week in Tech, and also a new podcast I'd started listening to called Nobody's Listening over at nlcast.com. It's another clean comedy podcast. I really enjoy it and they're still going with it right now. And these podcasts really inspired me because I realized they're doing this every week. They're doing it live. They have a chat room. People depend on them. I thought, this is what I need to give me that kick again to get back into podcasting. So I committed, and I released this in my first episode of The Ramen Noodle when I I completely changed the format for The Ramen Noodle. So in 2009, on November 2nd, 2009, I released episode 9 of the Ramen Noodle Clean Comedy Podcast. And you can still get to that, by the way, over at 
cleancomedypodcast.com slash nine. And this was where I talked about, I called it my first unscripted, scheduled, and live episode of The Ramen Noodle. And I started talking about uh, different things. I invented my story of, uh, or my thing of what I'd call random uh, ramen noodle experience and weekly noodleism of uh, funny things that uh, that would be stories uh, or funny uh, phrases, figures of speech, and twist them around. And I talked about uh, featured stories, and I came up with this thing called Bachelor Boot Camp, which worked really well, too, with a, a voice that I invented, invented during a vacation Bible school. I'd just come up with this voice of, Sergeant Packett. And I thought, oh, this sounds like a, a general or a drill sergeant or something. So I came up with a way that I could include that in my podcast. So I decided that I would commit to a weekly schedule. I would do it live at a set time so people would depend on me. And I'd know this is my hard deadline. I have to release an episode. I have to record something. And also, I realized that I'm not going to have time to edit it, make it perfect and all of this. And sometimes my episodes aren't going to be that great, but I still decided I'm going to commit to doing this. So in 2009, I then recommitted to doing my podcast and making it live, unscripted, and scheduled. Then I took a break because around that time in 2009 was when I had met the woman who became my wife, Jenny, and I took a break to visit her and spend some time with her and her family, but then came back and was able to continue podcasting live and got a co-host to join me, my good friend Jeremy Laughlin, joined me for the podcast, and I noticed the episodes with him were so much more fun, especially trying to do a comedy podcast solo is hard. So my episodes with him were a lot of fun. So I asked him to join Somewhere in late 2009 or 2010, he became my uh, indefinitely permanent co-host, as I called it. So I, I started doing this and doing it consistently. I even launched my second podcast, Are You Just Watching, over at areyoujustwatching.com in 2009. Now, that one's been a bit harder to keep up with, and we've put that on hiatus for now, but we're going to be resuming that soon. So I had two podcasts. And I was finally being more consistent with the ramen noodle. Then came the time when I realized I had unique opinions and experience. I heard Cliff Ravenscraft talking about how you know you should start a podcast when you start talking back to other podcasts or talking back to the radio. I realized I was doing that. I was listening to these other podcasts about podcasting and just listening to other podcasts in general and thinking, no, no, you're doing it wrong or you're forgetting about this or you haven't researched this very well or, or there's this better option or, or you, you're not giving all these options or, or comparing these things or not going in depth enough in this. So all of these things, I was, I was talking back to the other podcasts and I realized I should do this. I should have a podcast about podcasting. I've got something to say, and I want to say it. So I decided to launch my own podcast about podcasting, and I called it, as you know, The Audacity to Podcast. And my perspective was when I started, I wanted it to be a podcast about podcasting that also featured audacity. 
uh, was never intended to be a podcast all about audacity. Some people perceived it that way when I started, uh, but I was very precise in my marketing, trying to help people understand it would be a podcast about podcasting that would feature audacity. And the way I started it is I sat down one night and with a yellow piece of paper in a notebook, and I made a list of about 35 things that I would cover in 35 episodes of the Audacity to Podcast. And that was my plan for the future of here's what I'll do, when I'll do it, and this will last at least 35 episodes, and I'll probably add to this as I go. And I'll tell you that I am still working off that list, still adding things to my list of future topics and still hitting things that were originally on that list of stuff to cover. I have things on there that I still haven't covered yet because there's just so much other stuff that comes up here and there, timely things that I decide that it's time to cover this or this would be great information. I'm getting a lot of questions on this, so I'll answer these. So I launched that podcast in on June 17th, 2010. That was also coinciding with the launch of Noodle Mix Network. I decided that I wanted to start a network for my different podcasts and try and grow this network to include a bunch of other podcasts. And so I launched a new site, put all my podcasts on that site, and it was noodle.mx. I wanted it to be called something similar to my flagship podcast, which was The Ramen Noodle, my first podcast I'd ever done. And I thought this would be fun to have it something called something like this. So I, I looked at different domains like r-mn, short for ramen, or just ramen.com wasn't available, noodle.com not available. Then I'd settled on at some point djd.tv and actually bought the domain for a hundred and something dollars. Worst decision I ever made. And you, you can look now, I no longer own djd.tv, but I realized, and some friends helped me realize, DJD means nothing to anyone. Do you know what it means? It was short for D. Joseph Design, and DJD.TV was going to be the podcast network of D. Joseph Design, my freelance design business, which was just very much on the side. I couldn't do very much on that since I was working full-time. So... I then came up with this idea of, wait, the word noodle is pretty cool. It's easy to say, easy to spell. And the word noodle does also mean to mull something over in your mind, think about something, to ponder it. I thought, this is great because that's what I want people to do. I want people to think about things. I want my content to inspire thought and critical thinking and just uh, make people more intelligent and enjoy life better. So I started looking at ways I could use the word noodle and I discovered this different top level domain that's the dot whatever at the end I discovered .mx I thought ooh noodle.mx it looks like noodle mix and it's a mix of content and a mix of ideas that make you think or things to think over and I loved it so I got noodle.mx as my domain, and I'm still using that today as the Noodle Mix Network. And the site has gone through many revisions, and it's now in its uh, fourth, third or fourth redesign, making it mobile-friendly and more cool stuff over there at noodle.mx. 
But when I launched the Audacity podcast, around that same time, I was already dating uh, the woman who became my wife, Jenny. And I was talking to her one day and just being honest about my place in life. And I was saying, I've been at this company where I was working for nine years. I was at this company, about nine years. And in 2008, by 2008, I had accomplished every goal that I set out to do in this company. Even the things that seemed completely impossible to do, I got to do them. I pursued my dreams and reached them. And then what? I was kind of in this limbo afterward of, what do I do? I really enjoy web design. So I managed to, it took a while, but I managed to transfer departments into web design. And I, I had accomplished my goals and I was still learning some cool stuff. But there was this idea of, I need to move on. I, I need to do something else now because I, I finished. I'm, I'm done with what I set out to do. I need something else now. And I had always loved this idea of being a freelancer. And I was getting to know more entrepreneurs and self-employed people. I thought this idea was really neat because of the flexibility because of the ability to pursue the passions that these people have. And it was really what I wanted to do. And I was getting increasingly frustrated at my full-time job because it wasn't going in the directions that my dreams were going. And I couldn't pursue my dreams very easily at my full-time job. It just wasn't working. There wasn't really anything left. So my, at that time, girlfriend, or no, by, by this time, yeah, in 2010, we were engaged. So by then, we had decided, she helped inspire me to decide, that in a year, I would be full-time freelancing. My idea was to slowly edge into it, like drop down to part-time at work, and then contract work, and then completely cut the cord and be freelancing within a year. Full-time freelancing. So that was in June of 2010, or sometime summer of 2010. But I didn't know how I was going to get there. Now remember, June 17th, 2010 was when episode one of the Audacity podcast was published. And I talked about why you need passion, organization, and dialogue in your podcast back then. Playing off the thing like how people say, you need an iPod to podcast or to listen to podcasts. No, you don't. But you need pod, P-O-D, passion, organization, and dialogue. That's where it comes from, by the way. Episode one. I've had that ever since episode one. So I launched the podcast and just thinking, this will be fun to do. I'll try and build a network with this. And during this time, I was searching Twitter, looking for people who needed help with Audacity, helping them out, helping people who needed help with podcasting, and then would try and tell them about the podcast that I was about to launch. And then when I launched it, I told them about the podcast. It was featured in iTunes, and in fact, it made its way to the iTunes podcast front page. I'm not talking about buried underneath iTunes podcast technology, podcasting, or anything like that. It was on the front page of the iTunes podcast directory. That was huge for me. It meant that the audience skyrocketed. I had hundreds of subscriptions overnight this massive audience then respecting what I had to say, uh, coming back to hear and to learn and appreciating, asking me questions. 
And I started to realize, hey, this could be a step. This could be something I could use to help me launch my podcast. It was the, uh, my, my dreams. It was the opportunity I was looking for because I'd wanted to freelance, didn't quite know how I could get there. Like, where am I going to find clients and how am I going to market and all of this? But when the Audacity to Podcast exploded with this huge audience that I hadn't anticipated when I first started, then I realized here is my opportunity. It was effectively a marketing channel where I knew that these people would be coming to me to hear my opinions, my advice, my experience. They'd be asking questions. We'd be developing relationships and building trust because of the content and because of everything I'm giving away. So when I recommend that they hire me to design a website for them, they would trust me. And guess what? The them I'm talking about is you. Many of you have hired me to design things for you or to help you get podcasting. And this really, this dream that I'm pursuing now of full-time freelancing would not have been possible without you. If you have ever hired me to design something for you, you've helped me reach my dream. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you're thinking about hiring me to design something for you or help you start your podcast, again, thank you so much because you are helping me fulfill my dreams. And I just can't tell you how grateful I am for that. So in summer of 2010, I decided that within a year, I would be full-time freelancing and I would start trying to build my community behind my podcast and start trying to market my business in my podcasting. Now, initially I thought this might take a couple of years to get going. So I would try to market my pod, my services, design services and podcast cover art. And I tried that. And what I found is I got a lot of inquiries and I couldn't do anything about them. I had no time, especially when I got married, I had no time to pursue the freelancing design stuff. So I, I just couldn't do it, but I had all of these opportunities to do it. So Almost exactly one year later, in June of 2011, I gave my two weeks notice at my full-time job after uh, my supervisors and I had already been talking for a few weeks about my place in the company and my hopes and dreams and uh, how that fit or didn't fit with the company. And in 2011, I gave my two weeks notice and on July 1st, 2011, I was officially a full-time freelancer. I had reached my goal. And in my first month, I made $400. <laughs> and it, it really was a struggle after that. But now, and I, I, I'm a born again Christian, so I really have to say I praise God. And I don't have to say that. I take that back. I want to say that. I praise God for blessing my business. And I'm not going to say that I'm uh, prospering and rolling in the dough and all of that. But my needs are being met. Uh, we've never had to go hungry. We have not had to borrow money or take out a loan or anything like that. Our income needs are very, very small. And I've shared this before that our our actual income needs to pay for everything like insurance and everything is under $3,000 a month. So our income needs are quite small, including uh, the business in this. But 
I do believe that God has been providing for this as I have been pursuing my dreams, my calling in life. Uh, and I've, yeah, sure, I've read these books like uh, 48 Days to the Work You Love and Rework and all of these books that have inspired me, Lynchpin and many more. But it was so cool to see I took that step, that leap of faith, and it was rough. Uh, now, we had a savings account to live off of, but it was rough. And then here we are a year after that. So two years after I've started the Audacity to Podcast, one year after I left my full-time job and started freelancing full-time, where has it taken me now? Well, I just got back from speaking at Blog World and New Media Expo in New York City. That's huge. I was invited. I didn't submit a session. I was invited to come speak because the Audacity to Podcast had positioned me as a thought leader or uh, an industry expert with something to say and influential. So what I had started out as just, I wanted to say something, I wanted to share my opinion, turned into a way that I could launch into my dream of being a freelance web designer, as well as enabling me to speak at a really large conference, which I I love speaking at conferences too. If you want me to speak at a local conference in your area, please contact me. But this is more pursuing my dreams. And it's because of launching the Audacity to Podcast that I've been able to make it to this point. So I have no idea where this is going to take me in the future. I I take that back. I do have some ideas, but there will be surprises. I know that. So podcasting has helped me because I've been giving away free information in the Audacity podcast. And when you give away free information, people will see what you know, a portion of what you know. They will begin to see you as an expert, a thought leader in the area. Now, make sure it's something you have some well-formed knowledge and experience. But then people will respect you as a thought leader in that area. And then also podcasting helps me because I am marketing to an audience that has been growing in a relationship and is trusting me in what I say and the services I provide. And it's a marketing channel that is my niche. I love working with WordPress. And what kind of software do most of you use for your websites? WordPress. I love working for content creators, bloggers, and podcasters. What are you guys? You're bloggers and podcasters. So this is a perfect marketing channel for me. But that's not what the Audacity to Podcast is all about. It's just something it enables me to do. Because look back at my episodes. How often do I remember to try and push my design services and say, you should hire me to do this or buy this or use this affiliate link or all of this. I don't remember to do that so often because that's not what this is about for me. This is about sharing the information that I really enjoy, that I'm passionate about, sharing it with you so that you can pursue your dreams too, or just your hobbies, enjoy your hobbies and get better at those as well. And then when I do market, it really helps my business. And many of you have referred clients to me. And I thank you so much for that. I do have a referral program, by the way. If you refer someone to me, you get 10% of their first project. That's payment of 10%, not that you have to do 10% of their project. 
So looking back at my history, in 2007, I jumped into podcasting with the kick of just do it. In 2010, I started the podcast because I felt like I had something to say, a unique perspective and different experience from other people that I wanted to share. And I had this side goal of someday wanting to be a freelance web designer. In 2011, I took those steps, jumped into freelancing, and the podcast had really grown. And in fact, in fall of 2011, uh, my podcast audience had doubled for the Audacity to podcast uh, over a certain amount of time. And that was a goal I had last year, is double my podcast subscriptions. And I met that goal on each of my podcasts. And a lot of that was probably due to um, sponsoring or hosting uh, PodCamp Cincinnati and setting that up and being involved in the local social media community in Cincinnati. And now here, 2012, I got to speak at Blog World and New Media Expo as an expert in this field of podcasting. I've gotten to network with so many awesome people. I've gotten to meet Callie Lewis and talk with her on her podcast and so many awesome things because there was a point where I just did it. I didn't wait for it to be perfect, but I just did it and I tried to keep pursuing my passions and not let myself get distracted by things along the way and trying to be perfect along the way. Yeah, that, that did distract me for a while. And now podcasting is enabling me to pursue my dream. I don't see myself as podcasting full-time or as this being the only thing I do. Or, or it could be. Then again, sometimes I think I don't really see web design as the thing I will always do. There might be some direction change that I make in the future. Who knows? But podcasting has helped me to get here. And I really believe that podcasting can help you reach your dreams, pursue your passions, and live the life that you want to live. Now, how can that work for you with podcasting? That really depends because podcasting works differently for different people. And it worked one way for me. It's worked another way for other people. But the main thing is what I want you to learn from this is that it is a journey. You're not going to get it right when you first start. You will struggle, but stick with it. Pursue your passions. Make sure you're talking about something you're passionate about. And someday, if you do it intentionally, not just wait for it to happen, but be intentional about the things that you do, then someday podcasting can help you achieve your dream too. Whether it's a dream job, a dream position, a dream whatever, podcasting can help you get there. So that's my story of podcasting. I hope this has inspired you in some ways and maybe you've learned something from this. If you'd like to comment on this, you can comment over at the show notes over at the audacity to podcast.com slash 84. Or you can also go to uh, email me any information. If you want to have some private questions or anything like that, you can email feedback at the audacity to podcast.com. I would love to hear your feedback for future episodes or questions that I can answer in the podcast. Email that to feedback at the audacity to podcast.com or call 903-231-2221. 
you can also go to theaudacitypodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab and record a message right from your computer and send it right through the website. And make sure that you also check out when I record this podcast live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, that's GMT minus 4, over at noodle.mx slash live. If you haven't left a rating and review in iTunes, I would really appreciate it. You can get that link from theaudacitypodcast.com. And if you do need web design services or podcast consulting or anything like that, I'd love to talk with you. Contact me through any of the other feedback information. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com.